All right, everyone, welcome back. This is a big episode, and it was a big episode of Mandalorian as well. And Connor is here. He's What's back. <laughs> He's back for the first time in a couple episodes. Uh, Connor has fully moved back out to Virginia, back out to the, the home state. And, plan, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, 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 and we're uh, doing this Zoom thing for the first time. So should be fun. But for, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, this is a huge, huge episode of Mandalorian. Uh, a super nerdy episode. Um, Connor, I'd like to know your immediate thought, man. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, all right, so I watched it pretty late. And I had actually gotten a few texts. Everybody said it was a really good episode. So it's kind of funny. Like you, I just already anticipated it. Um, immediate thoughts were Star Wars is kind of coming together. Uh, we are bridging a lot of different content over. I mean, honestly, the Mandalorian just this past five episodes bridged quite a bit of Clone Wars that we've talked about previously. Um, quite a bit of the idea of kind of some of the Rebels characters and where they're at now. So with that being said, I'm, I'm like, I'm obviously optimistic, uh, but overall, like, it's just fun, man. Like we have lightsabers again. Like what's not to like about this? Yeah, no, I'm with you. We got lightsabers that weren't being teleported through time <laughs> and space and lightsabers that we didn't know existed before this movie and had, we didn't have to read comic books to know they existed. Dude, for like, and the, the white lightsabers, sweet. Yeah. Excellent addition. Really, yeah. really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about white lightsabers, we're talking about Ahsoka Tano. This is, yeah. this is her episode. She was the main character for sure. Actually, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting conversation about who the main focus was in this episode. You know what, though? I will tell you what I love about kind of these episodes is uh, they do a great job bringing these characters in, and they don't really dominate, right? Like, they're supplemental to our main guy. I, you know, I forgot his name was Din Jarwin until I read something online and it said Din. I was I'm not kidding. I was like, who the hell is Din Jarwin? And then I <laughs> clicked on the link and I was like the Mandalorian. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's cool. Like they bring Ahsoka in. I think it's proper timing. Uh, it makes sense. And then like opening sequences is awesome. I mean, we, we finally kind of get some, we get some high intensity action here that I think we missed a lot of last season. So, yeah. um, I know we're probably going to touch on opening scene here shortly. So Yeah. Um, but I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, let's just try to dive man. in. Yeah, cool. All right. So jumping right in, let's talk about the opening scene. This is it was crazy. It blew my mind. I did not expect this opening scene at all. Yeah, dude, it's right out the gate. So what did you think about, I guess, opening scene-wise? What were your, your kind of initial thoughts? Because I, mean, I was very surprised that we just... It, it felt very much, actually, and as much as we bashed the movie, it felt very reminiscent of Rise of Skywalker. Hilarious. Where, he, where Adam Driver's in the woods, right? Like, fighting guys with cats or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That dramatic entrance. Yeah. Just Kylo Ren being Kylo Ren, That's just it. showing up. <laughs> um, you know, I, I totally agree with that. Um, well... I, I remember like, so I think the way it starts is like it, there's a shot of like the, the those guys standing up on that wall, that brick wall mm-hmm. and it just cuts down. There's like people looking with their guns in the woods and then like yeah. it just kind of pans in and then Ahsoka just walks up, lightsabers turn on. I was like, whoa, okay, that is one way to do it. Um, yeah, I did not expect it. I thought it was honestly pretty cool 
because people, I mean, obviously the showrunners, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they, they knew that we were going to know that yeah. what this episode was. So, so like, just give it they just didn't waste any time. I love yeah. that. I like that. The Mandal- I feel like the Mandalorian previously, when we like knew people were kind of going to show up or stuff was going to happen, it kind of like waited and kind of like just made us wait for it. Not at all. They did not make us yeah. wait. It was right away. Um, we get a lot of what, well, and, and I will say I like this season a lot better. Uh, even watching episode four this year, the siege, yeah, um, great scenes. Like we're just there's a lot of action, a lot of quite frankly like violence, um, where you get some pretty like you know, hardcore. But I mean, if I'm a little kid, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's not light light on the violence. You know what I mean? Like she's slicing people in half, and just is what it is. That that's funny because like that's what I was thinking is like oh shoot I didn't know Ahsoka like was gonna come out here and be like murdering people. Yeah, man, I know it was quick. So, um, but in terms of opening sequences, I would say this is up there probably best of the Mandalorian period. Um, almost any Star Wars movie. I mean, just, it, it jumps out to you. It's immediate, mm. and then you know what's awesome is they set this immediate protagonist up for or uh, antagonist rather. Yeah. And then, like the man, and then panning now to the Mandalorian shows up. He gets there. She basically says, "Go kill the Jedi, and I'll give you, you know, the best guards." Yeah. And you're just like, "It's perfect, right?" Like it's a classic. It was anticipated, but at the end of the day, it's like, "All right, cool." Like we're just gonna have our characters meet with like ten minutes in the episode. So, hundred percent. This was like up when in terms of like openings of a Star Wars thing movie show. This was up there with like Episode Three and the Battle of Coruscant. Oh yeah, yeah and it was up there with um what am i thinking of uh like it was also up there with like episode six of like how we just don't waste any time getting yeah. into all that Which that job is bam yeah yep. for sure um so it I mean, really really cool stuff uh one of the best intros um yeah so i mean obviously ahsoka tano is the focus of this episode yeah she's the focus of the intro what do you think of Rosario, man? As a Sokotan? Um, you know, it's funny, man. Is I actually I don't look it up. So one, the makeup and natural look is outstanding, right? Um, Way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I was kind of me and Carson were talking about this. He watched Clone Wars, and we were. I told him I was like, she she looks great. Like looks almost exactly like it. I didn't even know it was Rosario Dawson. I had to look it up. Um, and I, I think that's that says everything you need to, right? Is yeah. that Visually, it looks great. Uh, the character is almost identical to the uh, cartoon or the counterpart, right? Um, and then the actual character itself is more is an older Jedi, uh, which yeah. is kind of interesting. And, and it's the first – I was like, kind of joked about it, but, I mean, the reality is you have Luke, who's on a abandoned planet. You have Yoda in a swamp, Obi-Wan in a desert. She's the first – Jedi, we see who's older, who's actually just like, yeah, going about and fighting, still trying to make the world a better place. Exactly. She's not having an existential crisis. <laughs> I completely she's, um, yeah, she's yeah, not, like, not a hooded guy yelling and screaming like Obi-Wan. He's not a crackhead <laughs> eating R2-D2 with a stick. <laughs> He's not depressed that he let down the Jedi Order. She's just really? kind of so, doing her thing. She's just there. She's there crushing it. Um, yeah, I, I will tell you, I thought the look was great. I I can imagine you're you're on the same board there. Yeah, I I actually when you talk about like she's just she's an old you can tell she's older. I thought the most important detail. Well, first of all, I liked how they didn't try to make her horns like look animated. Yeah, 
like you, there's no need to do that. And I, I think that was one of the biggest concerns for me are, are the horns going to look weird? They totally look great. So it was great. It's a weird uh, headdress, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, she's just a weird looking character. And I yeah. think they actually did it quite well. I think the one cool detail was that her horns look kind of like they were um, just kind of like old. They look like you know the tail nail things. I'm not down. I don't know what the hell they're called. The the things that went down her shoulders. Yeah, they yeah. Horns? Her, her blue and her blue and white stripe horns. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, they yeah. had like little like I don't know, like the cuts in them. They look like they're just older. That's what well, and she looks older too, which is cool. Yeah, it, it's it's a cool. It, it was a cool character. Um, like I said, look wise, it was good. Lightsaber wise, awesome. Um, we'll talk yeah. about the ending here in a few. But uh, character wise, what was your thoughts? Because I, I thought they, I thought the writing for the character was outstanding. It was great. Well, well, yeah. Before I get into that, I just want to say there for those bunch of people who are like, oh, I can't believe Ashley Eckstein's not going to be Ahsoka. You know, she's been Ahsoka. She's the only person who's ever been Ahsoka. And my thing was, well, like her voice is just not going to be the same. You can't put like, and Ashley Eckstein's not a, she's a voice actor. Like you can't, I'm like, I, I get like, um, Katie Sackhoff, for example, Bo-Katan was, is a voice actor. Yeah. But, but that character <laughs> has always felt kind of rigid. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it makes sense. Like you could have a voice actor do that role. Ahsoka is like such a dynamic character that you have to have an actor come in. And I think Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job. That being so said. So how old think, is Ashley Eckstein, do you think? She's got to be in her early forties, I imagine. She's thirty-nine. Okay. How how tall is she? She's short. She's like five nine. She, five? She no, dude. She five two. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. I, I saw her at and, celebration, and, like a couple years she, ago, like on she's short. And she's so short. Yeah, five two. Rosario Dawson is by like I mean five seven. So with it's that, and then you add, you can add like two three inches yeah you know what i mean like it, it just it's more it, it makes more sense right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. plus rosario dawson looks awesome though like they really did a great job with the makeup she does. department she so i remember so i think the first like the first time ahsoka talks is like the biggest is the biggest moment for me of like establishing the character the first time she talks yeah i think that rosario absolutely nailed the facial expressions and she nailed actually that she doesn't sound like ashley Eckstein or ahsoka at all she just doesn't. Even in uh, Rebel, yeah. Ahsoka still has a higher pitched voice. It's actually Eckstein. But she nails the cadence of her voice. Yeah. Absolutely. She nails it perfectly. And I, it was like, it was immediately, I was immediately sold. Okay, that's Ahsoka because she nailed it. She has like the, you know what I want. Like that is totally Ahsoka. Like that's the way she talks. Right. Um, so that was totally fantastic. But I think Rosario did, did a really, really great job. I, I And I think they did a great job of, casting her because she's always been like i want to play ahsoka in live she's action. always been fan casted you know what i mean like yeah she literally was fan casted for the role people have always kind of fan casted her in that like this makes a lot of sense but with that being said dude I, I want to kind of jump now to i guess the main purpose of her being in here is you know mando's told hey you need to take her to a jedi take him to a jedi she can figure it out uh let's kind of jump into baby yoda's backstory um weird <laughs> super interesting yeah what do you think um, so I didn't expect for them to give us so much stuff about his backstory. Yeah. I kind of knew that Ahsoka was going to be able to talk to him, like that we were going to get some bit of information because they're both, obviously they both communicate through the force and, you know, they can 
there's there's a nonverbal communication aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, but I had no idea that they were gonna first of all give us a name for him, and second cool. of all that they were gonna give us as much of a detailed backstory as they did. Um, so I, obviously, if you watch the episode, they dropped. Well, first of all, his name. <laughs> what do you think of the name? <laughs> I. I'm not going to call, like I, I joked with you earlier. I mean, you can tell me his name. I'm, I'm not going to call him that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not what it is, man. It's uh, the office where Andy shows back up and he's like, yeah, my name's Drew. And Jim's like, yeah, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hi, my um, name's Drew. So, I'm not going to call you that, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you have to give him a name, whatever, I, I have no qualms or anything with it. But uh, I, I guess what was more interesting to me was the idea that, which you saw coming the whole time, but the idea that he actually kind of suppresses the force abilities. And actually let's pan over to the end of the, uh, I could want to touch on that a little bit more. Can we talk about how he's actually at the temple, Jedi temple when Anakin goes through and kills all the kids? That's crazy, <laughs> right? I was about to bring that up. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know how he survives, but who I guess he's saved, small. Who saved Grogu? Which Jedi was it? I'm trying to figure that out, right? So my best guess is that it was uh, like I was looking up. Try, like people were like trying to theory craft, and I don't like to get too much into theory crafting because I like to just be surprised. But uh, the one person they were saying that maybe, and this is the one that makes most sense, is the librarian from the Jedi Temple, Jocasta New. Oh, you know what though? I like that she was still alive. Order sixty six. She would have known about the Padawans. She would have probably known about Grogu's force abilities and how probably pretty high his M count and force powers are. She would have saved him. Now, are they going to say that she saved a bunch of Jedi, Padawan or younglings or just Grogu? I don't know. But that, I mean, my question that's is one it, that makes the most sense. It would make most sense if they were working together. Like he, they were just together at the time mm-hmm. and she heard everything happen and then she hit him away type thing. Right. That would, I, I'm with you. Actually, that's cool. That's a cool, actually, adjustment. Yeah, like, um, now, is that going to be is that gonna be the answer? I don't know. Are they ever going to tell who it is? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, I, I would rather them just maybe not tell us, at least not this season. Yeah. Um, I, like, we already got so much information about him. Um, also, the fact that he is the same age as Anakin Skywalker is pretty... Is that confirmed? Yeah, pretty much. So they're like, Anakin okay. Skywalker would have been 50 at this time, and that's how old Yoda, like, uh, Grogu is like 52. Yeah. Wow. So, so okay. he's, he's old Anakin. Okay, so... Um, so they would have been at the Jedi Temple together at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but being like 25 years old, that's yeah. really funny. Um, can you imagine how small he would have been at 25? Um, oh, yeah, he's like an infant. Yeah, He's like a toddler right now. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a foot and a half. Yeah, I'm so um, Yoda looks like at 900, and then what? Grogu looks like at 50 or even 25. We were laughing about a uh, Yoda, like baby Yoda. Like by the time uh, a Mandalorian dies, baby Yoda's finally potty trained. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was exactly thinking that exact thing. Like, how does does the have to wear a diaper? But anyway, yeah, for real. But uh. So with that being said, uh, just kind of, I guess, the, let's just kind of conclude, I guess, the Yoda, baby Yoda arc here. Um, so we're told that he, you know, which makes sense. 
he only uses his force powers, quite frankly, to protect the Mandalorian. Yes. So we, we realize that like he's come through form pretty handy a few times. Mm-hmm. With that being said, um, he now gets to choose what path he wants to go on. And so, and I, I forgot the name of the plants, like it starts with a T though, like Tython or something like that. Oh man, Tython. Tython, that was close. Um, it's actually a planet so from Old Republic. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Very it's cool. One of the first Jedi temples, yeah. Sweet. So with that being said, uh, what are your expectations? Are you excited? Not excited? What do you thought? Yeah. Um, well, first talking about how he like suppresses powers, I thought immediately of Luke. Yeah. That's what I thought immediately of. I was like, oh, so he's just pulling a Luke Skywalker. Because she was like, and then his memory goes dark because he kind of suppressed his like, like oh, so he just cut himself off from the force kind of like Luke. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting now to see if he starts to regain some of that knowledge and kind of start using more of his powers. Um, but I think, I mean, the, they dropped a lot of just like, just stuff that will be paid off at some point this season. Uh, like the seeing stone. Like, I mean, I was thinking like, this is just totally last Jedi. Like I'm thinking totally last Jedi, like Octo. I'm thinking all that stuff. Yep. Um, so it should be, it should be really cool when we get to see all that. I like that idea. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that. I think it'll be cool. Um, there's a Jedi that's hinted that's going to show up if yeah. he accepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of theorized about this. You think Ezra Bridger, who's the main character in Rebels, yeah, um, which is a great guess. That's an amazing guess. Um, I joked about Cal Kestis, the guy in the video game, Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, any, any chance, I'm just going to throw this out, any chance that maybe it's like a Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn cameo, like who's just a Force ghost? That would be super interesting. If it was Qui-Gon, I think Qui-Gon would be such a wild one. Because Qui-Gon, you know, as we know, is the first Jedi to ever learn how to be a Force ghost. He learned it. He taught it to Yoda. We saw that in Clone Wars Season 6. If you guys watch yep. those episodes. He taught it to Yoda, who then taught it to Obi-Wan. And then, well, Anakin never got taught. George Lucas was kind of just like, oh, he's super powerful. So you know how to use the Force. I mean, Force ghost, but hilarious. Yeah, he ran um, <laughs> But, I mean, I, I'm super interested to see who it is. I kind of hope that when we go there and they reach out to a Jedi, that they don't get a response. Is that weird for me? That would be be super interesting to me. And it would be interesting if season seven, they do it. And then season eight, episode episode seven, they do it. And then episode eight, it would be cool if it ended with somebody actually showing up. Yeah. Like imagine if it, it would be really wild if like someone hears it, but they don't give a response and then, like, Ezra shows up in episode eight. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very that'd cool. be absolutely insane. Um, I mean, there's so many theories that you can have about this stuff. I mean, we just don't know. <laughs> We're going to be surprised whatever happens. Um, I just think there's, there's so much Jedi lore that they're getting into here. Um, and they're using it through the pers- perspective of Mando, who, like most people, I think, watching this show, have no don't idea know. about any of this stuff. It reminds me of Han in episode four where he's like, oh, all that wizard Jedi stuff. Like, that's kind of where Mando is. I mean, he believes it a little bit because he's seen it, but he's like, this is just kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on that. Um, Good comparison, actually. Um, All right. So with that being said, I want to kind of hint on the end of the the show or in the episode, the kind of siege scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts? Um, well, I thought Ahsoka was sick. I thought she, like, well, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about the stuff before that final little interaction with her mm-hmm. and I think her name is the Magistrate. 
we can jump right yeah. into that because I think that actually has the most to unpack. Yeah, so I think it was kind of cool that that they play her a little bit, which makes sense. Um, it's cool that they kind of picked off those stormtroopers one by one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, but yeah, let's guys, really yeah. let's really talk about her versus the magistrate and what that looked like. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. That was a yeah. sweet fight, honestly. I think uh, that's where she m- looked most like Ahsoka in her fighting was when she was fighting magistrate. Uh, There's a couple of moments like the way that it was. Okay, first of all, this episode was like very samurai esque. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just to kind of play up the fact that the Jedi are basically like inspired by samurai, and mm-hmm. it's this is all like this is what the Jedi are. They're space samurai. I mean, that's really what they are. Um, yeah. so this was a whole samurai episode. They Ahsoka and the magistrate have this uh like a little samurai battle. They like bow beforehand, like take their. It was very down. cool. I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, and the part where Ahsoka looked most like Ahsoka is where she had her lightsabers out and was like in her fighting stance, mm-hmm. like like that was like screamed Ahsoka for me. It was, it was great. Um, and there was another moment in that fight also where Ahsoka turns her lightsaber backwards, like she does yeah. uh, a lot of in the yeah. shows like that. So that was really cool. The, I think Felonia was like, all right, what are like the big like telltale signs that this is Ahsoka and I'm going to make sure that I include that yeah. just to, just to make it like that much better. And, and I like the idea that, uh, we, I didn't know this beforehand, but Beskar actually can feel fend off lightsabers. Um, yeah. Did we know that beforehand? I, I maybe, maybe we did, but I, I didn't personally. Um, I didn't, so I was surprised. It, it was cool. It was cool. Like yeah. even him fighting her initially where she's like, he's like, Hey, she sent me. And then you're like, Oh cool. Like Beskar is actually really freaking powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and didn't expect that. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'd like to talk about the, the, the name drop. Okay, go. Because um, that's the kind of last big thing we have until. Okay. Yeah. So, so from the beginning where Ahsoka says, this is like the beginning scene where Ahsoka says, where, where the magistrate actually says, how, well, how much is the information I have worth to you? Yep. And then Ahsoka says, like, I know who your master is. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gideon, right? I was like, I mean, is I, I was like, I don't know who it is. Like, but I think we're gonna okay. find out. And okay. then at the ending scene where Ahsoka, you know, they she uh knocks her uh, spear down. Yep. Which is a sick weapon, by the way, that spear. Not knocks it down <laughs> on the ground and then has like the lightsaber in her neck and says, like, where is your master? And then drops probably the sickest name drop in the show i mean because yep. we knew that ahsoka was going to be in this in this in the season so when bo katan said ahsoka we knew that she was going to show up yeah. no one had any idea that grand admiral thrawn was going to get name dropped in the mandalorian it's kind of cool um so that being said is this is this going is he going to pop up in the mandalorian or is this a long-term play to try to get ahsoka on show to go against Thrawn? Mm. i think that they're it's both so i okay. I, 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 sh- I don't know if thrawn will show up in mandalorian but i think that moff gideon is going to have some connection to thrawn they have to know about each other they both work together <laughs> they're working for the empire yeah you know like they have to know you know like they, they have to know each other and they have to be connected somehow i think you would think they know uh, so i think the sh- the thing about I think they are building towards an Ahsoka show. I think they're actually building more towards like a, just an interconnected little pocket of shows. Okay. And I think that 
Filoni was like, okay, we need a big bad for this interconnected universe. Grand Admiral Thrawn is the biggest big bad that is left. If we're looking for Thanos, this is it. I mean, the guy's basically highly cowed. So for those of you that don't know, um, Thrawn's big... I guess the selling selling point behind Admiral Thrawn um, is that he's essentially the Sherlock Holmes of the Star Wars universe. But he works for the Empire. Very true. Yep. He's highly logical. He finds clues out of basically nothing at all and then turns it into... This is where the rebels are located, and this is why. Um, wicked smart, wicked, wicked smart. Like you are not, you are not going to outsmart Thrawn. In which, I, and I'm strong with you. If which would make sense if Ahsoka is after him, because you know that doesn't. It's not going inter- to intersect at all with Ray in Episode Seven, and hardly really going to represent like go with the First Order. Which, by the way, it's kind of a. I'm not going to say disappointing, but it is frustrating at this stage that we have to even. You know, there is going to be at some point maybe some overlap with that and uh, yeah, whatever. It is what it is, but it's just kind of interesting where I even thought to myself um, back when after episode seven came out, I remember reading up on Thrawn and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if they actually would have used him as a villain. If instead of Hux, it's Thrawn. Yeah. Cause, and then kept Kylo Ren. Like all of a sudden you have basically Kylo Ren learning from somebody like, like Thrawn and mm. I think that would have made it. Imagine how much better episode nine would have been if we had Admiral Grand Admiral's on. Yeah, like I mean, because he's highly calculated. He's a chess, is that right? Yeah, chess. Chess. Okay, um, but yeah. Anyway, with that being said, uh, very. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to his appearance in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's playing him? Whether it's Who's playing him? Or, you know who I'd love to play him actually is the voice actor that does him. Um, yes. Is this guy? Who, he plays a Russian president actually in House of Cards. Yes. I think it'd be perfect. He's like tall. He's like six four. He's, he's kind great. of great mask. Yeah, so great. Um, so. He's, he's really great. Uh, I mean, like obviously, like I mean, he's not as more like a well known actor. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna try to get a big actor. I think they. The voice is the coolest part of Thrawn. He has such oh, yeah. like a like a like a serpentine voice. Like he has like a snake voice. It's super interesting and like giving. I think uh, it, it would be in the uh, same kind of sense that Bo-Katan that Katie Sokoff came back to play Bo-Katan. Having I looked him up. His name is Lars Mickelson. That's right. And I'm not messing, dude. He, you, I mean, you put the blue on there. He's a pretty convincing Thrawn. He is. I mean, he's, so the actor himself is, I mean, I'm sorry, I just haven't pulled up. He's 6'4", so a little bit on the dot. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, and then imagine just somebody like highly intelligent who's uh, kind of battle-hardened. Yeah. You're, that's kind of what you want, man. This so. is why also Filoni, they, they, um, they tried to model the characters in Rebels and Clone Wars after the actors, just like gotcha. inspiration. That serves itself really well to carrying over live action. And I yeah, think really that it would be great. I mean, obviously, if you're looking for a bigger actor, I love uh, another guy who voice acted for Rebels, Jason Isaacs, I think would be a great Thrawn. He would be excellent. Um, yep. But, I mean, because he's played, obviously... Uh, Lucius Malfoy and Harry Potter and stuff like that. He um, plays what's his name in the, the oh my gosh, I'm going to blame the Hobbit. actual general's name. Who? He in the Hobbit. He, he was uh, one of the elves, wasn't he? He wasn't in the Hobbit? I mean, I think yep, yeah, I'm thinking of Lee Pace. That's, that's Lee what I'm Pace. thinking of. No, he's in, uh, he's in the, uh, the Patriot and he's actually somebody in history and I'm drawing a huge blank right now. Oh, that's right. Um, he is. What's his name? Um, it's, 
Colonel, it's Colonel like William something. I'm drawing a mm. blank. Basically, it's a joke that he's always picked as kind of a uh, he's always picked as a villain throughout history, and they're like they really utilize that really well in the picture. But point being, Jason Isaacs would be awesome actor for this. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't find with either of those guys. Uh, I think I mean, Thrawn. I've read the the Thrawn books, the Timothy Zahn Thrawn books, and if you didn't know, Timothy Zahn is the author that wrote the original Star Wars sequels, uh, the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Yeah. These were yeah. the first like sequel to Star Wars that anyone got back in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and Jimmy Thon- Timothy Zahn wrote these books and Thrawn was the main villain. And then Filoni recanonized him for Rebels. Timothy Zahn then wrote three more can- now canon Thrawn books and they're quite good. I yeah, highly recommend reading them. I know Connor's read yeah. the first one. The first, the first Thrawn book is really good. First one's good. Second one's not that good. Third one you said is... Third, one is, third one's one. great. I think the first one's still the best, but the third one is definitely second best. Okay. So gotcha. those, those are great. Uh, and then if you obviously watch Rebels, you know how awesome Thrawn is and how much of a big bad he has the potential to be. Yep, no doubt. So, um, Well, Brendan, I think that's basically the end of our discussion here. Uh, episode, so I would go from 1 to 10. Before we do winners and losers, 1 to 10, I actually give this a 9, 9.5. Um, I give it yeah. very high. It's for it's it is very high for me. Uh, it's up there. I I don't. It's this and episode three of season two that are my two favorites of this episode series. Three. With oh, this one with the Bo-Katan, Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there a coincidence that they happen to be the two biggest <laughs> Clone Wars slash Rebel crossover episodes? Maybe. <laughs> but like, they're yeah. my favorites. Just I think they. I mean, episode three had some of the best action you've ever seen mm-hmm. on Mando. And then this one had some of the best, like most Jedi lore and pulling stuff from other parts of canon that we'd ever seen in the show. Cool. Uh, I think I'm up. This is like a 9.5. All right. Not a so 10. I'll I think do, they nailed it. I mean, I was, I was spot on. I'm with you. Yeah. Like this is high as I can kind of go on these. So uh, winners, losers. So I've got a quick, my winner um, in general. So I got two losers, um, which are very small. So, but my main winner, I would say, is uh, actually people who started watching Clone Wars and the huge payoff it, it brought you at this point where you're like, hey, I'm in the end now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I laughed at me, my buddy Ruck, and then you, you told me, Brendan, to watch it. And I decided to, and I was like, wow, like this actually was worth it. Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, if uh, just kind of looking at that, I think overall the Star Wars universe just got a lot better um, and they did an excellent job. So winner, the whole crew, everybody who's participated in Mandalorian and the viewers. Uh, two losers and it's not a big deal. One, actually, loser two is probably going to be something you're going to pick, so I'm not going to do that. Loser one, though, is a bizarre Easter egg. So the HK-87 droids in this are the okay. hunter killers, okay? Yep. All right? And they are known, and I played the... Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I got really into Star Wars about right. five years ago. Yeah. So they're in Knights of the Old Republic, and he, he always, they always call human beings meat bags. So my loser is that they didn't have one moment where they just like had a laugh where they called him a meat bag. Like that would have been a deep Easter egg, but I think yeah, <laughs> that I is the definition funny. of a deep Easter egg. I know. If that had happened, been, I wouldn't even have known. I wish no, no one would have known. That's why I kind of joked. I was like, I kind of, I was, because in the, basically like the whole time is these droids are just like, master, would you like me to kill the meat bag for you? <laughs> You're just like, 
oh god like and like the options like yeah kill them and you're like uh that, that, i mean i'm not that sadistic <laughs> so, i think it's funny that the uh, h87 droids are still in production after how yeah. long was this been since old republic yeah, dude, it was like a thousand years before yeah and like they're only up from 47 to 87 over like two thousand years exactly <laughs> um, yeah. all right so ben what's your winner what's your loser uh, my winner is dave filoni and Good not question. just because he's getting all of his characters into uh, Disney's hearts and making them actually like them. And I'm like, you will like it. <laughs> and you'll ask for more. Now, I think <laughs> he's a big winner because I strongly disliked his season one episode. I thought it was pretty bad <laughs> looking back. Yeah. It's definitely the worst episode of Mandalorian. Yeah. I think. Um, but this episode is one of the best. Like, Going from the the one of the worst episodes to the best episodes, I mean that's a definite win right there. Yep. So I think he, he's just getting better at live action directing, and I mean he's using these characters that he knows so well. So like he's and in it's his always going to take zone. time. I'm with you, but yeah, that's good pick, man. Yeah, good old Filoni. Yep. He's he, a thought big he, he thought he was getting pranked by his friends. Turned out <laughs> he actually got the real job for Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> okay, what was your uh, what your what's your loser? Um, geez, my loser is the fact that, well, my loser is honestly like Kathleen Kennedy, good riddance, because she, <laughs> I've talked a lot about Kathleen Kennedy on this, on this podcast, <laughs> the whole off script. Um, she's a loser because everything she created in the past, uh, since 20, from 2014 to 2019, like for five years is like infinitely worse as a whole than the past three episodes of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Rogue one is, um, I don't even count Rogue that to her. Because she hated that movie. Did she really? Yeah. She like didn't like it. Oh my God. And it's like the best star Wars movie of the past five years. Okay. Like, All right. So Kathleen. yeah, she's definitely a big loser because people clearly are, are done like, uh, sucking up the Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, now they're finally exposed um, to what good star Wars is. So kind of all right, so I, I can definitely say my second, my real loser now. Baby Yoda doesn't need a name, and that's all I'm <laughs> gonna say. I just don't like the fact that he has a name. Fine, but like he doesn't need one, so that's it. But did you see how much his face lit up when Mando said Grogu? Stop, dude! I haven't, I haven't watched the episode with Ashley yet, and I just know once that happens, she's gonna be like, oh, yeah, she's gonna be so upset. I watched it with my, I watched it with mom, and she was like, oh my gosh, he's so freaking cute. Yeah, so, yeah. the whole time. So there you go. Um, um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I have for right now. Um, Brendan, are we, I guess we'll be made a again next week. And then, um, I need to watch Hillbilly Elegy. Have you seen it? I didn't actually watch it. <laughs> My okay. family did. All they right. said it was good. Um, okay. Cause I do want to watch a real movie, but good news is always wonder when it's coming out in three weeks. So that's something. Oh, yes. That should be fun. Um, but anyway, but until then, I mean, we, I guess we'll find some other content eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we have WandaVision coming out in January. When's that coming out? January 15th. 15th, okay. So, I thought it was January. I just didn't... A little bit behind on that, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, we got, cool. like, a decent amount of stuff. Like, it's not like... We're not in August where there's literally nothing to talk about. We're not going to take, August, these, long breaks. We're not gonna take these long breaks like we did back in the summer. <laughs> the funny thing is that Dude. the summer was always our busiest time, and then this summer, just nothing happened. There was, it, was it, used be like, it used to be, like, January and, like... Uh, like... February and like August. 
was always oh, like yeah. our downtimes, and now it's like, well, turns out there was like six months where it turns out we just called it 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have a lot of stuff coming up, so that should be fun. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Brendan, uh, till next time, bud. Good yeah. With you and uh, thank fun. you for listening. Yeah. I uh, hope you guys uh, are excited as we are for the end of yeah, this definitely. season. Uh, it's been yeah, really good. No, it's been good. We got three episodes left. It's kind of exciting. It's so. been really good. Like, I think that this, the end of this season, I'm more excited for the, well, than the end of last season. 100%. The end of last, yeah, last season, season was great. The end of last season was great. So uh, the fact that I'm more excited for this, it's going to be really more. It's because more is going on, man. It's, yeah. it's more. Mm-hmm. We got more to talk about. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's less filler episodes for sure. A lot less filler. Yeah. 100%. That's been great. Cool. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, maybe with some Jedi stuff. I don't know. Scene stuff. Hopefully, dude. That'd be sweet. I don't know. That'd be really cool. I don't know if they're going to do that next episode or episode seven. Uh, but we will see. We'll check it out. That's really fun. See you guys.